That's one thing I love more to get in my pitch over the plate. And that is getting over this plate in Casa Ole. It's like a fiesta in Casa Ole. Casa Ole, fresh today, every day. You get a free child play, put your sticker stuff, phone any Astros game. Casa Ole. It is Lima time time. Uh, cool. is this episode 100 and across 110th Street. Oh, sorry. Uh, he is. Are you singing Bobby? Are you singing James. Bobby Womack? On I don't this think I. Yeah, that was Bobby Womack. Yeah, and I don't think I've ever burst into song. That's your thing. That I is. That is. I, my, that I, I, actually, I do not mean to infringe on a bit. I apologize. No, no, no. That's good. No, I, if you're if you're breaking into Bobby Womack, and that is one of my favorite songs of all time. That's just good. So I went to New York City. Uh, I chaperoned a high school trip uh, back in July, about a month ago. And I tried to do like a musical tour. So like every morning that I was there, like I woke up and ran, you know, somewhere. And <clears throat> But everywhere we went, we went like freaking all over the place on like a charter bus, which is like a terrible idea. <laughs> but everywhere we went that, that had some reference to a song, I would try to post <clears throat> like the street sign or wherever it was with – with the Spotify, I just screenshot like you know the Spotify song that went along with. Yeah, it. that's cool. Uh, and I got I got Fat Tony in there. We were walking across the Brooklyn Bridge, and so I got BKNY on there, uh, which is my favorite Fat Tony song. He Fat and, Tony's uh, great, very underrated. No, so yeah, Fat Tony's great, and I didn't know about him until until the Bozoathon, which is coming up on the two year anniversary. Yeah, uh, it, and oh, it really I'm is. not saying we need to do that again because we don't. We need to do something. But, we need to do something though, maybe. Yeah, I don't want some natural disaster to come along. No, for us no, or something like that. Maybe we can, maybe we can work with Lance uh, and see if there's something we can do that's maybe like twelve hours or eighteen hours. Or yeah, something like no, that. no, no. Twelve hours is is more reasonable. And maybe we can like, maybe <laughs> we can like raise money for ourselves because I feel like everybody owes us money for all the entertainment. <laughs> and we're just str- we're just struggling in the in this world, and uh, and everybody else just seems to be getting the money that 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 we rev- we generate for them. Yeah, that's true. So, yeah, we'll tell them. We, we, maybe we can commit some sort of like minor crime, where we tell Bravado Spice that we need sacks of money to help. I don't know impoverished people. Imp- but impover- the impoverished people, people so of, just, in, in the media and and of note. Impoverished people that, that <laughs> they that they may know. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, uh, so uh, anyway, the first day that we were in New York City, we. We went up to Columbia to do a college tour and and passed 110th Street and I was like there it is and so it's been I've been listening to that song for for I, I forgot I'd for, it's one of those songs that I'd forgotten about that's and I was like, ja- hey, that's that was in song. it was in Jackie Brown right I think it was I, I believe it was in Jackie Brown but yeah um, yeah so yeah 110 across 110th Street it gets rough it, it does it's it, life gets a little bit harder across 110th street at least you have a marker anyway. yeah unless you have a marker to know that if you cross 110th street like well, you know what you know what the pimps will, the pimps will do you know <laughs> uh, so he's Patrick I'm James how you been uh I mean me I've been I've been okay if we're, if we're talking about yeah. how I am in accordance with the baseball team. I mean, I'm not too thrilled. No, no. This week was was very bad, and we'll, we can we can get into that. Oh, we definitely I, we I definitely have, will. Yeah, and I've got some theories about 
about where this week went sideways. Um, I actually have some theories I, as well. I'd like to my, hopefully our theories align because we're such smart baseball minds. I hope they are two just two roads diverging in a yellow wood, and they're just so different from each other. But we're both like, yeah, that, no, that, that those both make sense. Okay, yeah, like, that'd, be that'd, cool. that'd be great. Uh, do you want to say something nice about about our sponsors? Yes, bravado. You can, you can say no. Uh, do I? Okay, do I want to say something nice? No, I do not. <laughs> Am I somehow <laughs> obligated? I am. I am on the stream though. I'm wearing my Bravado Spice hat. This round of hats. I know you didn't get the other one, but this is a, a higher quality hat. The one, the one you you did, I you like stole one. I I, no, no. Th- so this, it. yeah, th- this is a. Th- these are better. The, the other ones were they're a little bit cheaper trucker hat. But uh, yeah, th- th- like this it. one, like I, I've been wearing it. It's it's got a good look to it. So I mean, shout out to to James for hooking those up. But. Uh, so yeah, Bravado Spice, they they won like best in show. I know that's probably not what they won. But yep. they they won something. And I think that was in Dallas. In DFW. Yeah, they won yeah, in, in Dallas. Dallas. Yeah, so they're like the only thing successful in Dallas in DFW. <laughs> I saw they were up in Portland. Like they they just go to all these trade shows and every time they go there they, they win all these awards for the, for their sauces. And I mean I, I that's no surprise to anybody who who actually consumes their products. They, no. they, they've yet to make a subpar product. That's true. You know? Like, that's... And they've even, like... And they're even, like, like they do the like the margarita mixes. Like, completely... I don't know if it's a divergence from hot sauces, because they, they still have the pepper and the spices, and it's along the same lines. But, like, they just... Everything they do is, is golden. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I... If, if they didn't owe us a lot of money, I'd be a lot nicer to them. <laughs> No, we love. No, they can send us one of those trophies, just a trophy like the. We can put yeah, you know, I'd like to win. There. I'd like to win best podcast that's loyal to a hot sauce. Yeah, that's a that's a that would be a fine trophy. Yeah, just and just I just want one of those glass triangles, because you know if you because <laughs> you know if you get a glass triangle, you know that you've won something, and it's it's something like corporate, and it's a good award to have. It's classy and prestigious. Yes. Right, perfect for your office shelf. So, uh, so yeah, yeah, shout out to Bravado Spice. They are the spice of your life. I'm not going to sing it because they are the spice of your life. We, they know that. And then also, yep. uh, this coming up Saturday, my new my new comedy show that I'm that I'm one of the producers of is uh, going to be Saturday at Secret Group in here in Houston, Texas. It's 10 p.m. Uh-huh. It's five dollars. It's combination stand-up it's combination sports talk and and like a a panel uh some of my favorite comics are on it uh, i'm producing it with two other guys that i love it's gonna be a, a great show so come out it's uh five dollars if you buy online uh you can go to i've tweeted out the event but if you go to secretgroup.com you can get tickets there it's seven dollars at the door uh, we're expecting a pretty big crowd, so so hop on that. It's it's gonna be pretty fun. Uh, is that gonna be recorded? Like, will that be released like online or uh, podcast or whatever? I I don't know. It won't be released as a podcast because it's just a straight stand up show. Um, okay. So like the fir- yeah the first half is gonna be people just uh, some comedy sets, and then we're gonna bring the comics back on and we're gonna do, uh, we're gonna do a bunch of uh, bunch of stuff. But we haven't yeah there's there's no real sports and comedy shows in the city so we've decided to make one so yeah so come out that's really cool yeah it's uh it's gonna be a very good time it's it's called most valuable player haters <laughs> you said it. that last week and i i still i still laugh like that's a very funny 
That's a very funny show title. Yeah, and like so, I'm running the I'm running the like the panel part uh, just for my my podcast and radio prowess. But uh, yep. I'm listed as an all-time hater, which I think <laughs> it's accurate. Yeah, so I'm like an all-time hater. So that's a that's pretty cool. Uh, so yeah, so come <laughs> out to that. Uh, it'll be fun. Anyway, so yeah, so back to uh, our our not bad baseball team that is appearing to be bad, even though they're not bad. Now, now everything's good. They're good. Uh, true. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna start you off with a series of true or false okay. questions. Again, we've done no preparation for this show. Zero. Just like, hey, are you ready? Uh, I'm like, I, yeah. I well, I mean, I do. I don't know about you, but I I do prep on my own, so I know what well, I'm yeah, talking yeah, about. But we but don't we, we don't meet we don't have or... we don't have like a Google Doc, like we do yeah. on radio, where it's a shared doc and everybody can view it. That would actually be make more sense. But we don't. That we, would be, that's a really good idea, actually. Yeah, but we, I, I think that but we... No, we don't, we don't mess around with that. But I think we get more organic responses and discussion based on how we do it, you know? I think that's true. Because, I, 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 and our viewpoints align so much in terms of our, our, just our opinions on, for the most part, that I think that that helps. Then if we had it all planned out and we both agreed, it'd be, I think it'd be contrived and not, not nearly as good of a podcast, but that's neither here nor there. Yeah, no, if we were, I mean, there have been some issues, and I can't remember any of them offhand, but where we've disagreed, and it felt like an actual conversation, not like, oh, you disagree here, and you talk about this, while I defend, vocally defend myself, and right. bring up this point. Like, it's, yeah, it's not, none of this is in any way contrived. Um, no, 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 so there's nothing, ask, that's the one thing this show is not, is contrived. <laughs> Maybe we could use a little bit more contriving uh, but I think just, I think or, yeah, just basic works. basic structure and organization would would help us. But what are we gonna do? <laughs> <laughs> just just but right, just so true or, okay. Go ahead. True or false? Uh, Jordan Alvarez was in a quote unquote slump. False. I I agree with that. I I, not, you know, I mean not even point, close. Why like, we just one, he just came he up? What are we? One hit. He had one hit in like. 19 plate appearances. Oh, so and he's, a, not, he's, a, oh, he's just a rookie in the major leagues, or he's just a major leaguer in general. He's Josh Reddick. Okay. Oh, yeah, we're going to talk about we're going to talk about him in a second. Okay, uh, so yeah, so false, not okay. even close. He's still driving runs with sack flies, and uh, yeah, he's it's yeah, he's fine. Getting some walks. It's not like he was one for 19 with 14 strikeouts. I I he's not even close. The, he's hitting the ball. And that's the thing. Like he hits the ball so hard. That sometimes the way I mean it is as he's in the league longer and you get spray charts and whatnot. Not like you didn't have that when he was in Round Rock, but but you get a, a better sense of, of who he is as a hitter. You know you. But I mean you have to you either have to be extremely lucky or you have to have the best advanced scouting report to put fielders in a position where they can snag a 111 mile an hour line drive well, and, but, or a 111 mile an hour ground ball yeah yeah there's there's that but like like that the play that robbie grossman made a great catch on that was an opposite field like not necessarily a texas leaguer because it had a little bit of something on it but i mean that that was a base hit by all accounts and he gets yep. those he gets those too and like yeah I, he does and I, and and most like, true pull hitters that are they don't they don't get those hits. Jordan is is perfectly willing to to go soft contact the other way for a base hit, and I think that's what that's what makes him infinitely more dangerous than just uh, your standard DH power hitter is that he can hit a seven hundred foot home run off you. 
and he will if you put it in the wrong place. But if you give him, you know, if he'll reach out over the plate on a low and away and, and poke it the other way for a single every single time. And I, I think that's why that's why his average is so high, and that's why he looks like he's all-time, all which is which is crazy. See, I'm, I'm impressed by the walks. <clears throat> you know, that if, if he doesn't get the pitch he wants, he'll let it go. Yeah, his plate, and his plate for poise a guy is... Who, who, he, obviously, he knows how much power he has. And to say like, no, that's not the pitch I want. And, and to just let it and just let it go for a ball. And sometimes you might, you might catch a bad break from the umpire and, and you strike out, but he is not going to commit to a pitch. He does not want to hit. And, and that's, that's what, you know, going the opposite. And that's just, that just shows what a disciplined hitter he is. That's what's scary about him is that he's come up and he's, and he's taken over the league and, by all accounts, I, I I mean if he keeps this up, there's no I I, I would have been the, on the opposite side of this uh, when he first came up that he had no chance to win Rookie of the Year. He's gonna get a couple of outside votes for MVP, and he ha- is absolutely should win Rookie of the Year based on what his production is. And I, I mean comparing him to 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 Vlad Jr., his average is 50 points higher, and he's got more RBI and I mean these they're right there. Yeah, I mean you look at the you look at the war 40 40 Grant. less games. Yeah, and he's play I mean the 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 it seems like the contenders for rookie of the year are Seattle's Dan Vogelbach, which I don't understand because I've heard of him for like 3 years. Nope. I don't know how he's still considered a rookie. Right. Uh Talkman from the Yankees and yep. Brandon Lowe of the Rays. He is he is putting up better numbers over the course of a season but with 40 less games and it's it's insane right and, and what we're what we're watching absolutely makes no sense and no, just no from, it doesn't and I, we've talked about this on on this podcast we've talked about like you know the what how we felt when like brett wallace got called up or when john singleton got called up like he is he is both of those dudes combined you know, as far as expectation, both production. of them combined times somebody else. I mean, I don't. <laughs> he, he's like behind only Joe DiMaggio and some other guy that I have no idea who he is. And uh, in, in terms insane. of in terms of rookie, just rookie production, I, I don't. It's yeah, he's all time legend status right now, um, and it's getting to the point. He's had enough at bats to where it's not fluky. I, no. I'm, not, I'm not here to project what he's going to do for his career, or that he's that we're watching a Hall of Famer. I, I'm not here to do that at all. But what he's doing at the plate and, and just watching him from a, from a game to game basis, I mean, or just even a, an, an at bat to an at bat, his poise at the plate is is something that can't be taught. And if he already has that now, Bregman had that same thing where Bregman has he has plate discipline and he'll take the walk um he has a good eye he doesn't swing at pitches that aren't his and that's why Bregman gets the most out of his I don't want to say his body size because he's not some tiny dude but but Bregman doesn't swing at bad pitches and he destroys the ones that are mistakes in his zone yeah Jordan seems to do the same thing yes but he has I mean but he has but he has this reach but he has yeah he has this reach and the ability to 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 take the pitch the other way that maybe maybe Bregman can't reach with his with with the bat but Jordan seems to I, I don't know man I it's it's house money so I'm trying not to get too excited about it because it's house money there was a big hole at DH and and he absolutely filled it but I I, I don't think any n- nobody predicted any of this 
I, I, and, and Jeff would Jeff would probably say, yeah, we did. That's why we we got him for Josh Fields and laughed. They, <laughs> they thought we were talking about some other Alvarez in their system. They didn't even know who we were talking about. And now the Dodgers are like, shit. <laughs> and Josh Fields is no longer a big leaguer. So that's where we're at with that trade. Yeah, no, I mean, it has, I don't, I don't, I mean, there's a long way to go before you can put it up with, like, Larry Anderson and, and Jeff Bagwell. But at least Larry Anderson, like, helped the Red Sox out. Like, Josh Larry Fields Anderson was help, a good Major League Baseball player. Larry Anderson ended up being, was a good, was a good Major League Baseball player. He, he did what the Red Sox needed him to do. Like, he was a, he was an effective reliever when they needed one. Right. And it cost him a, a guy in double A, and it just turned out to be a Hall of Famer. Like this is, this has the potential to be. It has the same I mean, kind of it has the same kind of feel to it, doesn't it? Though. Yeah. Where it's like, like kind of like an unknown guy, an unknown guy, uh, just like oh, I mean, but, I mean, it's like, it's like Luno picked picked him out of thin air though. Like they they knew this guy. The Dodgers didn't even know who he was. <laughs> He's in their system, I mean, and they're they and, and they're just like they're like this is exactly who we want, and 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 they picked him out, and then and then he just ascends. Through the, uh, I mean, just the sins. Like, I mean, because I didn't know he was a year and a half ago. Uh, I knew he was doing well, but I just was like, okay, it's another, it's another hitting prospect hitting well. Why well, just I yeah, yeah, yeah? I know, I know. Like, oh, holy crap! Watch this guy. Right, no, but he wasn't, but he wasn't like on the watch list. Like he would, I mean, there was, I mean, an infinite. I mean, the, the Jack Mayfield. There's guys that were just shout to Jack Mayfield with his three home run night the other night. Anyway, um, there's just guy. <laughs> there was just guy. Yeah, there was just guys that uh, he wasn't on the he wasn't on the watch list, and he just he Tyler Whited his way onto a major league roster, and now he's I don't even want to say Tyler White now because it's not even. <laughs> but you got to res- think it's go ahead. I think it's telling the way that other the way that guys like Altuve or Guriel or <clears throat> Guriel didn't talk all that all all that much, but I mean Garrett Cole's talked about about Jordan's presence in the lineup, Altuve has, Bregman has, and they're all like, it, it's crazy. You know, they're, they're, if this is not a team that's going to blow smoke just to blow smoke. No. Like, they're not going to build a guy up just to get his confidence up so he can go into the next game feeling happy. But the way that they talk about, like, his plate discipline and his raw strength and his eye and just what a, what a solid all-around hitter he is, like, they mean that. Like, that's not... Like I said, that's that's not them just being nice to the new guy. Like they, I, I, everyone understands what a game changer Alvarez has been this season for this lineup. Well, they're they're watching it. They're watching it with us, and I mean, I you you would and I would both agree with that. Everything they're saying, they're like, yeah, that's that's what he's done. I, I there's no there's there's no tricks. Here, like where you, he's exactly you. The eye test, he he passes the eye test. Yeah, it doesn't take you. You can be a baseball layman and look at Alvarez and be like, well, he seems to be something special. Yeah, he is. <laughs> but but seriously though, seriously yeah, though, you yeah, don't have no, to. I have right. people that talk to that because everybody wants to talk to me about baseball, even though they don't know about it, and that's and that's fine. <laughs> I don't mean that in a mean way. <laughs> but, <laughs> I really don't. They just they just want to chit chat about baseball. Just like oh yeah yeah yeah, but it's like but everybody has an Alvarez take, um, whether they they casually watch a game here and there. Um, that's how special he is because people are yeah. taking note when they and they don't know to take note if that makes sense. Right, right. 
Yeah, so yeah, shout out to Alvarez, killing it. And and he's going to be here for at least six more years. I know. That's nuts. Yeah, yeah, like, that, that's, yeah. That's it's crazy. A, yeah, he can he can win an MVP on the league minimum. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's I mean. I mean, Altuve knows a little something about being underpaid and winning an MVP, but I mean th- that's th- that's something that the Astros are gonna. That's where they're just groundbreaking, is that they're developing these these players and they're coming up and they're exactly as advertised, and they're getting this all-time superstar production on rookie contracts. Yeah. Pre-arbitration contracts, like. <laughs> <that's>, <laughs> yeah, I mean no, I mean the the. Like they didn't even—I mean, they didn't even pay pay Alvarez league minimum this year. Like he was on that minor league deal, right? You know, for the first two months of the season. Like right. that's crazy. Yeah. Like you're paying him less than half a million dollars, and and I mean, if I'm getting paid less than half a million dollars, but I'm not doing what he's doing, and you know, it might work out to be three hundred, four hundred thousand dollars a year, which for is, him. which is great. But just comparing that to saying, like, I mean, like that. You know, you got you got Chris Davis in Baltimore making twenty two million dollars, and you know Mike Trout makes what thirty. Mike Trout it makes thirty, forty. That, that whatever you get, whatever monetary value you assign, we've been we've been blasted for talking about Mike Trout too much. But however much money you give Mike, you Trout, know what? Why are we? Who blasted us? I, I'm getting sick of this because Mike Trout might be the greatest player that's ever played the game, and just because he's in fucking playing in a cul de sac for a for a team <laughs> that has no direction and never will. Um, he's just kind of wasting away. I don't. Miss. So I, I don't. Blasting or not, Mike Trout is a once in a lifetime generational player, and should be respected by every single baseball podcast by any team on earth. I, I don't. I don't. And he's a great guy. Like I, I, there's nothing bad I can say about Mike Trout other than his last name's a fish. <laughs> someone asked me like, like how do you come? Someone asked me that doesn't follow baseball all that much. Like he's sort of a Rangers fan, but wears a Red Sox hat all the time. Mm. Uh, he's one of those guys. He's a great. He's, like, he's, what, a, great, he's a great guy. Sounds like a great guy. <laughs> he's like, what's the deal with Trout? I was like, have you heard of Mickey Mantle? He's like, yeah. I was like, this is what it would be like to watch Mickey Mantle in the fifties. Yep. Like this is a generational... and, and, and possibly better and, and and better. I mean, better. Yeah. And he's not. Yeah, he's not drinking himself to death because he just assumes shout, he's yeah, going to die at forty-one. Shout out to Mickey Mantle, just killing it. Um, but yeah. <laughs> But yeah, just put, just just a good dude puts his head down, plays, and uh, likes the weather. Loves weather. He's a meteor. He's an amateur meteorologist. Like dude. yeah, Matt Lanza loves that. <laughs> I love Matt Lanza. I do too. I do too. I, do, I love Matt Lanza. Um. Anyway, let's. That's, anyway, that's, so that's yeah, so yeah, but no, but I just I do, that, that comment just made like I'm getting blasted for talking about Mike Trout is ridiculous because he is, uh, he's just so good, and I. I feel like it's my duty as somebody who talks about baseball to not necessarily educate, but just to like I, people need to understand that Mike Trout is maybe the greatest player ever, and that yeah, it's no, just kind of being it's, it's just kind of being brushed under the rug because of where he plays and and it's on the West Coast and and baseball's inability to market and I just, it's just unfair because he's if he was playing for the Yankees he would be I'd be wearing Mike Trout's fucking Jordan versions like Jeter. Um, he they'd have multiple championships, and it'd be it would just be he would be uh, he would be another Derek Jeter. He would be just out of this world. I, I I don't so the fact that he's playing for the the fucking Los Angeles Angels of Shitheim, like it's just not his fault. So I, I don't know. Anyway, I'm not. I mean, it's I'm not pro Mike. I actually I am pro Mike Trout. 
I'm pro Mike Trout. I'm pro I mean, Mike Trout. And honestly, if you if you can't if you can't get past, there's 725 other players in the majors, and not all of them are good. Uh, but but you if you can't step back and and say about a, a someone on a <clears throat> not even just a division rival, but like on a different team, he's really good. And and when he whenever he plays, it's something special. You have a problem, and and you need to address that problem immediately. Yeah, yeah. You need to look yourself in the mirror and then completely off yourself because you're not worth. Oh, yeah, I didn't mean to tell you to okay. kill yourself. Wow. Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So what, wait, 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 wait. Before oh, before before ahead. we leave Mike Trout, did you hear the incredible home run call by Bill Walton? I saw that. I actually had a buddy that was that was working that game for like he was doing the Statcast and and he was he was like, are you are you listening to this? And it, I I missed it. I didn't see it till the next morning. Okay. So I've I've heard it in, in high. I didn't hear it live, but I I well, no, of course it. you didn't hear it live. Nobody heard it live. But just just the uh, <laughs> I mean, just there was a highlight of him. He asked he asked what the uh, record for strikeouts and most strikeouts in an inning was. And the other guy was like, "Well, uh, right now it's it's three. <laughs> but 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 he was just like uh, he asked Mike Trout hits this bomb and he was just uh, I, I'm not gonna recreate it because it's it's Bill Walton but he was just like streaming upstream you know swimming upstream uh, just just beautiful Mike Trout joke and then uh, the ball ricocheting through the universe it's it's, it's an all time epic it's an epic home run call. By Bill it's, Walton, it's, it's who, typical typical Bill Walton then. Yeah, who knows nothing about baseball, but was so incredible. I uh, go go. I think I retweeted it. Um, yeah, go find the, just the highlight of everything he was talking about. He was great, just learning people's names and just uh, <laughs> like as as much fun as you can have for a guy who really knows nothing about baseball. <laughs> stupid uh, yeah, stupid I'll, ass I'll hippie, but he does like the Grateful Dead. So shout to the Grateful yeah, Dead. Does. Anyway, all right. So what do we got? All right, next true, next true or false? Uh, Yuli Gurriel's ascendance to actual uh, possible MVP candidate is directly attributed to the presence of fellow Cuban Jordan Alvarez. False. Oh. All right, we have a, we have a disagreement. Okay, go ahead. Uh, I mean, I, I I don't think that I don't think that you I don't think that you're wrong by saying that 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 helps, but I mean he he's. Just destroying the baseball. I I don't think that I think he's hitting those baseballs. I I don't think that's. I don't know. I I, I don't attribute that to to Jordan. I mean, at least not not fully. No, that's just him. That's just him squaring the baseballs up. I I don't know. I, I I don't agree. I mean, to your point, like he's he's always been a a really good hitter, and he can always get the battle. He's not a huge walk guy, but he's not a he's also not a strikeout guy. Like he's going to make contact. Yeah. Um, and, and so I can see that, but I also think that there is a difference when, I mean, when, when Gurriel got here, he was the only Cuban and like, you know, yeah, I mean, you speak Spanish and there's a bunch of guys on the team that can speak Spanish, but it took Bregman trying to learn Spanish and Bregman sort of became his buddy. And that's, it, it was sweet and it was, it was cute. And, and I'm not trying to minimize that at all, but then you have someone who comes in to, comes onto the team and they already had a Ledmus Diaz who was yeah also I was going to say Ledmus Diaz has been there I know he was hurt and stuff but he was around the clubhouse he, and he was but the, you know there was that there was that I, I don't people get mad at me for posting links to the athletic because you have to have a subscription and I, I I understand why you might be frustrated 
but I also think like pay the five bucks. Like it's, yeah, it's I, a really, I was banned. We were, it's a we were, worthwhile subscription. We were banned. We were banned for talking about it on the air because they're because Intercom um, deemed them as a uh, competitor. I have a I have a subscription. It's a it's I mean they, like like I said like I I don't write for them anymore uh, just because they went away from the freelance model, but it's still like ever like there's maybe I. There's there's maybe eight to ten articles every day that I'm like I need to read that and, but, I, and, and I and they're do. always good reads too and they're the writers are so good and yeah and it, it's just refreshing um, but yeah, there was a, yeah, yeah. the Jake Kaplan I think it was Jake Kaplan's story about when Guriel was actually in the process of defecting like he was at the airport and he looked behind him and there was Alvarez and Guriel went up to him and was like well I guess now you know now you know where I'm going. He's like, yeah. And girl's like, please don't tell anybody. He's like, I basically like, I, I got you like secret safe with me. Okay. And, and, and then now they're in the same clubhouse and you can, and I know that, that he and the Guriel and Beltron had this, you know, come to Jesus talk, you know, about hitting and how to hold your body in the batter's box, you know, a couple weeks earlier, but yeah, you can, there, there are, there are two, there are two phases to Guriel season. There is opening day to June 8th, and there's June 9th to the present, and June 9th is when Alvarez got called up. And there's a part of me that thinks, like, there's just something about having someone in your life who knows what you've been through, who is from where you are from, who speaks your language, who knows what kind of food you like to eat. And I'm not saying that Aledmus Diaz is, like, less of a Cuban because of it. Yeah, yeah, I feel like but, that's exactly what you're saying, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> but there, there was a bond between Alvarez and Greg, because obviously Alvarez shut his mouth because Alvarez doesn't talk. But no, he, he, doesn't. he might be a, a, a mute. Uh, that, that, I, that there was something, and, and it could be a combination of the two, or it could just be timing, but, but Guriel has been a different hitter since the day Alvarez got called up. I, I, I love that theory. I have nothing to refute that, and I don't think that could do anything but help Yuli Gurriel. I mean, I, I the only reason I, I said false is because he is uh, he's been a streaky hitter. Um, yep. He made some adjustments, and he's been on a tear. I, I just he's a professional. I, I wasn't I wasn't necessarily refuting your argument. I I, I like all of that. I, I think that it's probably the correct answer is probably a a a, a soup. Mi- yeah, it's mixed up of all that, that stuff because there's no way that hurts him. That's just support yeah. for a guy who, when, when you, I mean, it's like it's it's like the uh, look good, feel good mentality. It's kind of the same thing. Like if you have like just you have people around you and you feel more comfortable, you're gonna you're gonna produce more. And when you're and or when you're happier, you're just it's all that stuff pays dividends. So I, I think that it's it's very possible that 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 helps his well being, and that's why he Yuli has ascended to the. I mean, just absolutely murdering the ball from from August, or I mean, from what July to through through now, June, like early June, and he's been a streaky hitter, but not. He'll have a you know one week on. He's on like firefighter you know schedule. Like he's he's he yeah. hits really well for three days, and then he yeah you know, one week so one week off, one week one week on, two weeks off. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. he's not been a a I'm gonna get hot for two months kind of hitter. We uh, haven't seen that like, from him, but I think I think it's always been the capability's always been there based on how, like you said, how he barrels up the ball, how he hits line drives. He doesn't, 
yeah, I, I, I think it's all been there. So I, I think it's just a perfect storm of, of, of his preparation, of, of his experience. And then, uh, yeah, then possibly that, 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 that definitely pays dividends. I, I'm not – so I'm, I'm, I'm taking back part of my false. Well, but I mean also, I mean to be fair, it's not like he was he was Adam Everett or Mitch Molesky or or somebody and all of a sudden he's Yuli Gurriel. Like he's but, always but he did, that, but he did go from a a, a uh, just a, a major league baseball player to all world. I mean, he, his numbers were infinitely better and they were better than Mike Trout's, they were better than everybody's for for, for that stretch. Yeah. I mean, he scorched and, the he scorched the earth. So I mean, that wasn't that was an ascension that was I don't think anybody could predict it. I mean, Yuli Gurriel, the player of the month, like that. I mean, it was incredible what he was doing. Uh, true or false, Garrett Cole's hamstring. Oh, wait, wait, no, I'll, I'll back up. Ooh. The rain out <clears throat> that Monday, which we all thought was a blessing because it would break up sort of the consecutive, you know, days where you played a game. The rain out was, was the killer for, for this past week. Yes, uh, that's exactly well. That's exactly the true. That is exactly uh, was my was my argument. I think that that you're already dealing with the the dog days of summer in August, so you're yep. already dealing with with tired baseball players. It's already a grind. They're already worn down, and you get you get to the point where you have to play three games in 24 hours. Two day games, which are already off your normal, just your normal schedule of of playing night games. Uh, yeah, I, I think that that's exactly what threw them off. And then now, after you finish the the two games and or the three games in twenty four hours, you travel, you travel two time zones to Oakland, and yep. then you and then you have to play. Uh, you play uh, a absolute slugger fest in, in Thursday night lose that then you play an extra inning game friday night that drags you into two consecutive day games that that are not that are not normal i think this week was just a perfect storm of scheduling and the dog days of summer and 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 the oakland a's are a good baseball team um they're a good baseball team and 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 they and they got theirs in that series but i think it was just a perfect storm and i think that people anybody freaking out right now is just not familiar with with Astros August baseball, and they if, I, I implore them to uh, refer to 2017 when I, I believe the team was like 11 and 17 or something. Yeah, uh, yeah, no, it's true. 13 and 17 or something. So, I mean, I, I think 11 and 17 is right, and it, I mean the, the A's are rested. They had two off days last week. You know, the Astros are are beat up. You know, and and, and they yeah, had you, had throw... the, you had the Garrett Cole start. You had the skip start. Like you had, you had just all this stuff that like that. So like five games feels terrible, but uh, and if you really go back and, and and take a microscope to it, it it wasn't it wasn't as bad as as it seemed. You had that ter- that horrible loss in the final the final game in Chicago, that just like th- that game just felt like the Chicago White Sox were destined to win that game no matter what happened. Yeah. Um, and well, I mean, the, you, and had, the, you had Cole. Cole gets hurt five yeah. minutes before first pitch. Yeah, so you're and, you're and doomed so in that game. A bullpen game. You're doomed in that game, and, and not, I mean, and the Astros are good, certainly good enough to win that game. But you are doomed in that game. You're doomed, and then and then Wade Miley picks the worst time to have his worst start of the season. He throws like three and a third, so that's another five plus innings, four plus innings that the bullpen has to yeah, pick up. Yeah, that hasn't happened. That hasn't happened. Perfect storm is right. Right, and then and then you're playing all these. You play 
you play four day games in a uh, a seven seven day period that is that's completely unheard of. Yeah, that doesn't happen. And, and, like and, and going from morning. night to day and like just preparation and like you, you know that makes a big difference from these one o'clock starts. Yep. Um, it makes a big difference. I don't care where they're playing. It, it, it makes a difference, and uh, it, they're they're you can tell they're they're uncomfortable. They were uncomfortable with the sun in Oakland. Just just little things, and they're professionals, and they're going to play through it. And and it's part of the game. But like to play most of your your games at night, and then all of a sudden you're playing you're playing four day games in a uh, you know four matinees in a week. And one of them happens to be one of the, you know, the, the team behind you in the in the in the division that's playing good baseball. I I I, I got to give the the A's credit. They are a much better baseball team than I than I gave them credit for. I you know they, they really are. They're lineup. They're they're lineup. They can they can hit. They can bang the ball around, and it is what it is. They're annoying. We got the, they they anointed fucking Matt Olson as the new Jed Lowry. <laughs> yes. He's 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 Jed Lowry the second the new the new Pope of the A's that can that, that will torment the Astros whenever he takes whenever he fucking drives a bat, but I mean they've got like Matt Chapman's a uh, a, a growing superstar they've got An absolute uh, stud at third base oh like my god like for on on both sides of the ball defensively and offensively yeah yeah he's Matt not Chap- Bregman no and my dude my dude Garrett Heinrich. And a, a lot of you know Garrett Heinrich yeah. from from Twitter, but he's an he's a, he's an A's fan Big that A's actually guy. lives in Sugarland now. Like, and he's been saying he's like Chapman, Chapman's world class. He's world class. And I'm like, play, get out of here with Matt Chapman. No, and he I'm is like, world class. No, he's he's legit. I agree. I absolutely agree. And I I, 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 I think the league's caught up too. I, I I think I think the league's caught up too. I think Matt Chapman's a superstar. I think that's true. But but, the, but I mean he's not because he plays in Oakland, but but he should be considered as such, and it's it's a testament to the A's that for for basically twenty years we've been like I don't know how they're doing this, right, right, and and they're doing it again. But and, and I was looking at their their lineup. They're everybody and they have nobody that's hitting. They have no Michael Brantleys. They're not hit. They don't have any Jordan Alvarez's. But everybody is hitting in the two seventies, two sixties. 250 plus that so will win games that w- that wins a ton of games so win. they have no drop in production they're all about the same so hitting the you know yeah. 268 uh i mean that's that's not terrible and if you have no drops in production all the way through the lineup that that gets the job done the law of averages just i mean the math the math works but, but if, if, do we go back to the Billy Beans crap works over 162 games, but not over a five or seven game series? Well, I don't think they don't, I don't think they ha- they don't have the pitching. I, they do not have the pitching to to win the postseason, and that's that's where I don't care what happens from here through the end of the the season. The Astros are making the playoffs, and I don't care if we're the second wild card team. Good luck beating the fucking Astros in the postseason. Yeah. Um, and and that, and and that's and that's kind of annoying on another front. Like not not for me because I want to win a World Series. And I'm selfish, but <laughs> where it where it becomes two different games. And and you know the NBA postseason does this to where the the, the referees call it differently, and it's just a different game in the playoffs. I, I feel like baseball is the same way, where it's yep. just like the front end. If you have if you have top of the lines, and and and, and Luno has the foresight to say, yeah, adding Zach Granke, who was incredible today, by the way. Um, 
Yeah, you have you have you have you have three you have three number one starters, and then Wade Miley, who one start aside has been as good as anybody else in the league. Uh, good luck, and then it flips back over to Verlander and Cole. Like fuck it, good. I mean, good luck. If you if you beat the Astros this postseason, then you deserve it, and I hope you win the World Series. Yep. I mean, that's ultimately what happened to the Red Sox. Like they got hot for a week. And it, it carried them over to the next week, and boom, they're World Series champions. Like, that's, that's, sometimes that's how it goes. They also were, I mean, they were also looking from start to finish, best team in the league. The Red Sox were no, I mean, they were no fluke in 2018. You know, we, you're right. I mean, you don't, you don't win 108 games in the AL East, but. Well, they got to beat up the on some bad teams. The, the way that they've played this season makes me think, you know, I, I think we've, you know, after last year, I think a lot of us were like, "How do you let out? How do you let Alex Cora leave?" Well, eh, he's made some like things have been rough, rougher for the Red Sox this year than than last it's year. It's been tumult. It's very and tumultuous up there. Maybe you know, maybe there is a. I, I wrote a big thing about how there's no such thing as a World Series, you know, hangover. It it was this year for the Red Sox, and I'm not going to say I'm sad about it, but. You know, they, uh, they sort of, you know, and we, we've we talked ad nauseum about the 2018 ALCS. Like, it took Jackie Bradley Jr. playing out of his mind for, for five games. And all of our you know, hit, it, and all of our team going down. <laughs> to like, yeah, everyone's like, coupling like, with that, yeah. I know, I, I agree. I, Cole's I, going crazy, but sometimes that's just how the postseason shakes out. Like, it was just their year. And it, it have, it's when it's your year one year, it doesn't mean it's your year the next. And you can look at the the difference from the 2017 and 2018 Astros to to see that. Right. Yeah, they were different teams, but I, I think I think the I think the 2018 Houston Astros were were good enough to to be back to back champions, and they were one team that did not have a World Series hangover. And that's something that I've kind of played into my predictions for this year. And I mean, granted, I watch them, and I'm a fan. But I try to I try to remain as objective as I can. This still is the the cream of the crop in the in the league. The the Dodgers are very good. Um, I, I if the Dodgers won the World Series, they, good for them. They they fucking been working hard these last few years. <laughs> God bless them. But I still on paper I, I I feel like it's the Astros and the Dodgers. The Dodgers are as are as close to the Astros as any as before anybody else is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, no, I agree with that. They've, you know, got, the they've got they've got the they've got front end they've got front end pitching the, the Dodgers have front end pitching uh and they have the lineup they're they're comparable just like 2017 they they were very very comparable Yeah And you've got you've got you know the Dodgers have Bellinger who's having a career year oh, he's and been I, don't, incredible. I don't like him but I respect him You know that they've got some some people that are that are stepping up their starting pitching is great um, yeah, they got a Street Fighter. They got Ryu. They got Ken. They got <laughs> they got Giles. They got fucking they got M Bison's pitching for them. <laughs> M Bison's fucking he's got he's wearing his Russian gear, throwing fucking heaters. <laughs> okay, true or false? Josh Reddick is done. Uh, true. I yeah, think he's, that's true as well. He's done in an Astros uniform. So do you think that there is any point? Okay, so who's your starting right fielder in the postseason for for the 2019 Astros? 
Is it Josh Reddick? Is it Kyle Tucker? Uh, I think that that will depend. Or is it the field? Is it somebody else? I think it depends on what happens in September. I, okay. I mean, I, I, I mean, Josh Reddick is still a professional. Uh, he's he's still a plus defensive right fielder. Um, yeah. The guys like him. I, I, th- I think it would take something pretty monumental for him to get benched after playing all year. I think that's true. Yeah. Um, but going forward, I mean, this is his last. This is his last year here. Um, if, I mean, if, Kyle, if Kyle Tucker comes up and takes over the world like Jordan Alvarez, I I, I think that it makes it really difficult for, on AJ Hinch. Like I, I I don't I don't know. Reddick is just not. He's just not getting it done. Well, and I think I think you you sense the frustration, and you see sort of. You know the feeling around the team where where Reddick and Hinch are both like, look, if we if we could have figured this out by now, we would have. Right. You know, if it was one thing, we could have fixed that. But it's it's a lot of things, and and no one's throwing slugs or or trying to berate Josh Reddick or minimize his contribution to the team. No. But like no one has any answers. I mean, if it, you, it's with the analytics department and with how much they are on numbers and and launch angle and all the things that nobody considers the, who's like a normal fan for Josh Reddick to be doing this over the last three months. Like it's significant. And I don't, I don't know what the answer is other than I think the Astros pay Josh Reddick to play somewhere else next year. Yeah, no, Josh Reddick does not play right field for the Kyle Tucker is the, is the right. Well, I don't, yeah. Kyle Tucker's the right fielder. Yeah, he's the right. I mean, if, if honestly, if you if you think about it from a from a financial standpoint, it's worth it's worth eating eight million dollars of of Josh Reddick's salary to get Kyle Tucker's production, you know, for for league minimum next year. Right. Yeah. It may, it's it's Astros baseball from top to bottom. That that makes more sense. But and and Kyle Tucker has had an incredible year. Kyle Tucker has fucking torched at at at, at bats this year. Um, see, so yeah, I, I don't know. I think you and I agreed that, that 70 plate appearances not warrants any kind of judgment on any player ever. So I, no. I, I think we both are still as high on Kyle Tucker as, as we've ever been. I still am. There's no reason not to be. Right. And, and the team clearly is. It, it, if the front office is deeming a player untouchable like Tucker... And after all the moves they've made, the the Josh Fields for the Alvarezes, the I mean the, he, the every deal that they've made, like I, I feel like that we owe we owe it to the the organization to just be like, yeah, the, if if you think that he is a cornerstone superstar, then then why the fuck would I have the audacity to go against that? <laughs> a lot of people on Twitter absolutely have the audacity, but but you're totally right. I mean, you've got. Luno has swung deals for Verlander, Cole, and Grinky with and and made made it perfectly clear you are not getting Kyle Tucker. No, no, yeah, absolutely, yeah, they were not getting Kyle Tucker. And granted that there's there's plenty of riches to be spread around based on just the the prospects they've accumulated through the draft and through other deals. I mean, there's yeah, there's still great deals to be made for these other teams. But yeah, so the fact that they're putting that the untouchable label on, and, and Forrest Whitley as well. I, I think that applies to him as well. Pitching that we're just like, I don't know. It doesn't seem to be going as well. If, if they're labeling him untouchable, then he's 
he's going to be fine. <laughs> I, I don't know. Look, and the, and the Until proven otherwise. The they're they're going to make mistakes. Yeah, but I, I don't – and I, I can't remember who I was talking about this with. But they don't make – and maybe it was Matt Hammond. Like, they don't make the same mistake twice. No. Like, the whole reason that Brad Peacock was on the World Series team – uh, and has been an extremely valuable member of the pitching staff is because they didn't want what happened with Dan Straley to happen to Brad Peacock. Right. Like they will make mistakes. And and this is what I think it's what any coach wants to, wants to do. Anyone that deals with athletes, like I'm cool with you making a mistake. Don't make the same mistake again, right. like fix it. And, and they, so, so they're not going to do to Kyle Tucker what they did with JD Martinez. They're not going to, to and there's not a, I don't know that there's another pitching uh, Jordan Lyles is a terrible example <laughs> but but they're not they're not gonna make the same mistake twice and they have the, the the same technology that they have in Houston like tracking pitches and and swing path and all that they've got those in the minors as well right I mean they know what they're doing and so they see something in Forrest Whitley that if if Forrest Whitley was done then then it would have just been grinky for Whitley straight up. They see something with Forrest Whitley that nobody else sees because they have, again, going back to our boy Kevin Goldstein two years ago, they have truckloads of data that we have no idea we about. We have no idea about, right. And so at some point you just have to shut up and be like, I, and it's not fun. It was way, way more fun to think about the Astros and comment and blog and whatnot when like Ed Wade was in charge and he's like dealing people for Brandon Lyon. And, but you have to it's a different era and I'm not saying that you can't criticize you can't criticize the Astros that's not what I'm saying at all um, but you have to admit that they're dealing from a different point of reality than anybody else that's looking from outside the organization yeah a hundred percent a hundred percent and that's why like I, I think that the, the Astros are not above criticism but no. where I'm at personally, is I am going to ride with every decision they make until I'm until proven otherwise. Yeah, I'm at the point where they have just. I mean, I mean, they're hitting they're hitting home runs, no pun intended, left and right with <laughs> with all these players, and I, I just and I think that the league's taking note. Everybody's just like, I mean, they actually really become the guy trading for baseball cards that if he asks for a player that you don't know. <laughs> and they're adding, they're they're offering three cards. You instead of taking that deal, you go back and look up why they want that card. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yes, that that's who they are now. Um, what so, was what was the what was the transaction that that shifted your perception and then made you think? Well, let's see how this plays out. Because I've got one. I've got one in mind. Um, I I think I mean I think it was the shit. I mean that's that's really tough. Uh, I mean, it's it's definitely a body of work, but I I think that man, I I don't know. See, when when the Astros uh, they signed him, they, he was it wasn't a trade. When they signed Charlie Morton, Charlie Charlie Morton's got to be it. Charlie Morton has to be it. That's where I was leaning towards going towards Charlie Morton. Charlie Morton has to be it. That that, that and that was the shift, and and with the production they got in the in the two years, I think that Charlie Morton is absolutely the answer. When Charlie Morton, when they signed Charlie Morton, I didn't even mention it. Like, and at that point, I was just I, I went from I went from a job where I could I could have a separate post for every little thing that happened that day, to where I I just had to go to like a morning, like this is unless something massive happens or unless it's the trade deadline and I'm off. 
Like uh, you're just, you're getting one shot a day. Right. I didn't even I didn't even mention it like in the hot links like uh, where I note on absolutely everything that happens. When the day the Astros signed Charlie Morton, I didn't even mention it. I was like, and 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 now now look what happened. Right. So that was the one for me where I was like, <laughs> okay, you could uh, you could trade for the the bones of Mahatma Gandhi, and I'm going to be like, well, well, let's see how it works out next year. <laughs> I, yeah, I think the bone, the skeleton of Muhammad Gandhi would would actually. Mahatmas, I think, is how he likes Ma- to go by Mahatmas. now. Mahatmas. Is that is that what he goes by? Yeah, I don't know. I, I never know. Mahatmas, I never. Yeah. I mean, he's a skeleton, so I don't know. Uh, <laughs> no, but I mean, it, it, but it was you know the Charlie Morton thing. It was just like yeah, they they saw an uptick in velocity, and this and like and and by uptick I mean like this just little. Little, just a little uptick, exactly what an uptick is, and, and also in spin rate. And it's yeah. like they saw this this little thing uh, overlooking the body of work, which Charlie Morton was he was injury riddled. Um, always had top end stuff. We, I mean, in terms of velocity, like always had potential. Never kind of put it together. Uh, and they and they and they like singled out these 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 two things, and then they turned them into a fucking hero of the city of Houston, a World yes. Series hero, an ALCS hero. I mean, him him and McCullers should be, I mean, there should be statues for what, what Charlie Morton did. There should be. Uh, and there should be a statue of Brian McCann. There probably will be. There should be a statue of Brian McCann, like, hugging Charlie Morton, and the statue should include Charlie Morton acting like he doesn't have any idea why Brian McCann is hugging him after winning the World Series. <laughs> Yeah. 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 I, I and then and then what and then what Charlie Morton doing this year? Uh, I think it's great to just see the, the the graphics where it's it's Justin Berlander, Garrett Cole, Charlie Morton, all <laughs> all twenty eighteen Houston Astros. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. The, the what team, else we got? Are we good? I mean, they're good. Uh, yeah, the Astros are good. They're fine. I, I think that the, the, yeah, they're fine. I don't know. I think I, I actually think this, I, I, I try not to place too much importance on one single game, but, but you, your team crapped the bed for three games. And, and in that, in that four game series on the road against a team that you notoriously struggle with in August, or at least late in the season, you, you only dropped two games to them. And right. you still have a seven-plus game lead. And they've got the, I, and they've got the I, Yankees and they've got the Yankees in town, and we've got the Detroit Tigers at home. Yeah, I, I think that, that we'll look back and be like, man, that that week sucked. But but I also think it was a nice little reality check going into September, going into the postseason, and you know it was just it was just all, as you said earlier, it was a perfect storm. Yeah, that, I mean that was my I mean that was my initial take with it was that it was like this is going to be a galvanizing type stretch where the the eventual 2019 World Series champs just kind of came back together and sit, like regrouped and said, "Okay, let's let's take care of business the rest of the way." They've already been the cream of the crop, but I I think that it was just kind of like a perfect storm. Um I I I don't know the the Oakland A's have been have been pestering the Houston Astros since they've been in the American League. I, I don't know. Yep. There's just something about that stadium, the fucking stupid ass drums, I love uh, the drums. just the ex, the 
infinite foul territory. It's just infinite. <laughs> yes. It never stops. It's like space. It's just ex- ever expanding. It's an MC Escher sketch of, of foul territory. I mean, yes. my my fucking word. And then, I mean, uh, yeah, the, the, you have, like, you got tarped over seats in the outfield. And also, something I'd like to talk about before we close out is something, their, their dirt seems lighter than the rest of everybody's dirt. Do you notice that? It's the, it's, it's Oakland. It's liberal dirt. <laughs> it's not even liberal dirt. It's criminal dirt. <laughs> it's criminal dirt. It's pure cocaine. It's pure drugs. It's Antifa dirt. Yeah. Pure, yeah, it's pure, it's pure drugs. And they, they'll, they'll, they'll. They'll rake it up and box it up, and as soon, as soon as the game's over, that's the perfect cover. Is them running around it, but it's but it's infinitely lighter than the rest of the dirt. And then I don't know if that's to do with it being a, uh, a for the last year a, a a dual purpose stadium. I don't know, but like they're it's like a white dirt. And if you look at the rest of the stadiums, it's it's more of an orange brown. So I don't know. I will pay way more attention to that going forward. Now, I, I had not thought of that. I, I don't know. I, I I noticed it today, and I don't know. I, and I just it was it's a it's a lighter dirt, and I don't know if it's just their <laughs> grounds. I mean, it's it's one of the shittiest stadiums in, in the league. One of the it oldest. Really is. Um. I so their groundskeeping could be terrible. It could just be like they, they we stole this from a kid's sandbox. <laughs> we stole this from the kids' sandbox in San Francisco. We took their rich dirt and we stole it. And like it's just sand, and it's bad. But it's it's a whiter color and it's not as orange. And uh, yeah, Oakland's full of criminals and we're sick of them. I, I got nothing else. What? Anything else for you? Well, I was ready for you to cut it there. So we're. Are good. You, are you sure you're waiting for me to say something offensive to cut it there? Uh, <laughs> I, thought, I thought. Yeah, here I'll perfect. say it right now. The Oakland's full of criminals. Goodbye. <laughs>